0: What's up, everybody? X Dividend Investor here. In this video, I tell you about an everyday fellow who managed to build a $170 million portfolio. So if you appreciate content like this, then please hit the thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. Now, I want to start this off by warning you that you're going to hear some investing strategies that I consider are way too risky to adopt. Thus, don't try to copy everything this guy did because even he warns against doing that. However, he did have some great lessons you can adopt. And the he I'm talking about is Edward Avedisian, and I wouldn't be surprised if you've never heard of him. I mean, he stayed out of the limelight most of his life until a few months ago when he donated a $100 million to the Boston University Medical School. Wow. It sounds like he embodies an old Armenian proverb that says, the water will find its way, meaning the one with the potential to get something done will do it. Edward was born in Rhode Island in 1937 to Armenian immigrants, His father was a simple weaver and his mother was a teacher and a genocide survivor. The Armenian Genocide was the systematic destruction of the Armenian people and identity in the Ottoman Empire during World War I. Some lessons Edward learned early on in life from his parents included the importance of education as well as giving to less fortunate people. Listen to this interview from eight years ago, which was done after he donated money to build a school for needy kids in Armenia.
1: Where did this passion and commitment to education come from? Well... Thank you for asking. It actually came from my parents. Uh, they were both 100%, 110% Armenian. My mother was extremely fortunate, having been protected during the genocide uh, since she was enrolled in the German orphanage school in Khatbert. And there she met uh, many friends, kept up, the, up with them through the years, and at home, they're always doing something for somebody else, it seems. Uh, and I could never understand that. We, we had really limited means. And I remember one time I was frustrated. You know, we helped so many people. Why aren't others helping us? You know, and I I remember one day, kind of just stood up outside. I remember quite vividly, just put my hand in, when I grow up, I'm going to help somebody else. And that I think has stuck with me, and I've been extremely fortunate, not only in my career but financially. And having learned not by what was told to me by my parents, but the examples they gave by how they lived, uh, and it was they gave the most valuable gift of all, which is the gift of time.
0: Awesome, and I hope someday to be as prolific of a philanthropist as Edward Evdesion. By the way, I automatically donate 10% of all my merch proceeds to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, so check out my Teespring link in the description below to see if I have any fun dividend merchandise you want, knowing that each of your purchases also donates to St. Jude's. Okay, so Edward attended public schools in Rhode Island with his siblings and grew up in an Armenian neighborhood. Down the street from him lived Aram Chobanian, a friend who later became a very successful Harvard-trained cardiologist, and I'll talk about him again shortly. Now, even though Edward's family didn't possess much material things, they did have a passion for music. His mother was a talented singer and she encouraged her sons to play instruments, so Edward tried his brother's clarinet and fell in love with it. Edward did well in school and got a scholarship to Boston University, where he graduated with a music degree. He then joined the Boston Pops and the Boston Ballet Orchestra as a clarinetist and was a professional musician for around 40 years. But how could a simple clarinetist build a $170 million portfolio? I mean, how did an average guy on an average salary who never had anything handed to him manage to do so well? Take a listen to this clip from a business podcast I found where he explained things.
2: Edward Avedizian is with us. As I said, a retired clarinetist and a philanthropist, the $100 million donation going to BU. Mr. Avedizian, we do welcome you to the show and we're we're so happy to have you with us. I mean, it's just, it astounded us. I think the thing that astounded everyone is it? Uh, we didn't realize clarinetists got that uh, got paid that well. <laughs> I should have taken up the instrument. Uh, for sure, for sure. No, they don't. they no. certainly don't. That was part of the reason uh, I went into uh, investing. Right. Uh, because I was I was doing fine. I had a, a good job and I had a good income. It wasn't anything outrageous. But uh, but I said, well, let me try this. And when we were touring on tour uh, with the Pops, we'd go as far as China and uh, Japan and Korea. These are long-distance bus over the state. So there was a lot of time on your hands in the plane. I said, well, let me me take and read some of this stuff uh, about investing. So that's what I did. And I became very interested and involved. I was, well, let me see what I can do. Yeah. And so I said about it, and it was like Las Vegas. But oh, if you <laughs> won that one, let's put it back in there, see what happens.
0: So let's unpack that a bit. First, I'll say that while I understand the parallels he's making regarding investing and gambling, I'd encourage you to treat investing as calm, rational, and measured. What you're doing is investing in great businesses. You're not trying to get a royal flush. But I also read that part of the reason he said investing was like gambling was because if you win, then you should let it ride, aka you should reinvest your profits and dividends. Smart. Now, in that podcast, Edward talked about how he'd used the time he was traveling for work to learn more about investing. I think that's a great lesson in itself, which is to sometimes work on bettering yourself rather than just vegging out. I researched it and found that he used to read the Wall Street Journal and Investor's Business Daily, and when he wasn't traveling, he spent time watching CNBC and Bloomberg on cable TV. All of that helped build his financial background, just like you watching this video helps increase your education. Edward also read IPO prospectuses and investing books to improve his investing knowledge. I include a bunch of good investing books in the description of all my videos and I strongly encourage you to always have at least one investing book by your bedside and then commit to reading at least 15 minutes a night. As an Amazon associate I earn from qualifying purchases, which means I get a small commission if you buy something using my link. Anyways, Edward was self-taught, but he did have an informal network of fellow investors he liked to rub shoulders with. I recommend everyone join my free dividend discord, as it's a great place where thousands of dividend investors hang out and chat about dividend investing. We have the whole spectrum of investing experience on my discord, from people who haven't started yet, to people that have portfolios that make my multi-million dollar one look like chump change. Mr. Avedisian has said that investing is ultimately your responsibility, so while seeking others' counsel is fine, you gotta own what you decide to do. Anyways, he also said that you had to do your homework if you wanted to invest, and he liked Peter Lynch's approach of buying what you understand. Now listen to this part of the podcast where he talked about what helped make him successful with investing.
2: But really, what made it a good deal of what happened is the fact that in music, there's a certain discipline you have to have, in all the arts, to master what it is you're doing. If you want to master an instrument uh, or master... The art of painting already, you have to have a discipline. And that is a personal discipline that you have to develop. And it's that personal discipline that's quite common uh, to success. So, with that, you're already have a tool with which to work with.
0: So, a good lesson you can take from that is the importance of personal discipline to master whatever you want to do well at. Everything good in life takes time, and investing is no different. If you want to succeed, you got to stick with it and don't give up. Mr. Avedisian practices what he preaches, and it turns out that he's been investing for over 40 years. But now I'll tell you something that should really blow your mind. He didn't even begin investing until he was in his 40s, which itself is another lesson, which is that it's never too late to start. You'll hear me repeat that message in my videos, because I still get comments from people who understandably worry that they're starting their investing journey too late in life. Usually, they're pretty freaked out. So if that's you, then I recommend you really internalize the next two things I'm going to tell you. Number one, it's never too late. And number two, don't stress about your past. Look, I wish I could go back in time and make different decisions. But until we build a flux capacitor, I can't. So it's useless to waste time worrying about the past. And instead, we all just got to look forward and make sure we do the right things. Start investing today. Start working out today. Start eating right today. But don't ruminate about the past. Okay, another insightful observation that Mr. Avedisian had was that since investing is a marathon that you'll do until you die, you need to figure out how to stay engaged with it. I mean, the highs are high, but the lows are low, and sometimes you might even get bored with investing. For him, the whole challenge of investing kept him motivated, and because he was investing for a bigger purpose than himself, it also kept him going for decades. I feel like I found my purpose in life, and that's to spread the positive word of dividend investing, and so I can relate to him finding his motivation to stay the course. Now, another insight Mr. Abedicien had about investing was how his music career had some interesting parallels to his investing journey.
2: And uh, one didn't interfere with the other, not at all. In fact, in some ways, it was a compliment uh, because you're always thinking on the the job of music, performance, where it's risk and reward. You have to make it happen every time Mm -hmm. every time so So, that discipline carries over in investing as well sure so you can maintain one helps the other really yeah Uh, there, there is an association here
0: i think anyone who spends a lot of time doing something will easily be able to find similarities to other things in their life like if you're an awesome skier and you also spend a lot of time investing then you'll probably be able to draw some insightful similarities about what it takes to succeed or fail in both endeavors Okay, another observation Edward made was about risk-reward. I find it important to always evaluate the risk-reward aspects of your investments. Speaking of risk, listen to this clip.
2: I'm not doing things like I used to do, which was ridiculously uh, involved with risk. How much risk can you stand? And looking back, seeing some of the risks I took, you know, you've got to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you don't do that. But it was a situation where I felt all comfortable with myself. Yeah. I didn't have much risk. I was not married. I had a good place to live. I had a good job. Yeah. Hey, who needs it, you
0: know? So some key insights in there. One is that he recognizes that he probably took on too much risk with his investing, but he also said he was young and not married, so why not? I like to invest conservatively, but I think it's fine to put a small percentage of your investable assets in higher risk things, as long as you acknowledge the higher loss likelihood as well. And I agree it makes sense to take more risk when you're young, and then scale back as you get older. But I also think you can do fine if you choose to invest in more conservative blue chips dividend stocks your entire life. There are lots of ways to succeed. So what was my warning about in the beginning of the video? What was it that Edward did that he himself now says is too risky? Well, it turns out that he used a lot of margin debt, aka he borrowed money from brokers using his stocks as collateral, and then he used that money to invest even more into the market. I found out that he had 13 brokerage accounts at one point, so he could do things like maximize his allocation to IPO shares, as well as optimize his margin usage. I highly recommend against ever taking on extra debt to invest, because I've seen people get wiped out doing that. So just because he was able to do it successfully, I would strongly urge you not to try that route. Trust me, your dividend snowball will grow just fine if you don't quit. Just keep investing slow and steady and conservatively, and it's a relatively safe and low-stress way to go. To me, using margin is kind of like using steroids. Sure, you can get gains faster, but the risk of damaging yourself ain't worth it. Anyways, Mr. Avedisian knew that as long as his return exceeded the interest he had to pay on the borrowed money, then his snowball would continue to grow faster than it would have on its own. But he also said that if he had a mortgage or kids or whatever, then he wouldn't have dreamed of doing the riskier investing things he did now another lesson i took from my research about edward is the importance of living frugally and simply he said that one habit he had that was essential to his success was living a stripped down simple life while investing everything he could
2: i, I live in v- very modestly it's a very nice home i have and, mm. uh, but i'm not in a gated community or you know, anything high food at all uh, i have a few old cars Uh, that i love uh but it's just the idea of of my existence is
0: fine i think living frugally is half the battle to doing well financially over your life live frugally invest intelligently win another thing i appreciated about mr avidesian was his humility when he donated the hundred million to the medical school they obviously wanted to name it after him but he didn't want to be called out like that so he suggested they use his friend's name instead aka dr chobanian but the doc said he didn't want his name on the building either, unless they also put a name on it, so that's what they ended up doing. So just stay humble, regardless of your success. None of Mr. Avedisian's previous donations ever had his name attached to them. Like the school in Armenia was named after his parents. He donated $5 million to the University of Rhode Island College of Pharmacy, honoring his older brother who graduated there. And his donation caused them to name their school of nursing after his sister. Overall, Mr. Avedisian seems like a really awesome guy, and unlike some people out there right now, he's very excited about the future, and he thinks now is a great time to start investing. He said, It's a fabulous time to get started. Look at what we're doing with energy, climate, everything. Stuff is just going to explode. Wow, it's fabulous. He also said, If you own good stuff, stay with it. The market will turn around soon enough. There's a lot of opportunity coming. So for all you folks that are long right now and are concerned, maybe you'll find comfort in his words. Just remember that the market can be bumpy for a long time before things calm down. Now, Mr. Avedisian didn't share what specific stocks were in his portfolio, but he did say that they are major companies with household names you'd recognize. One sector he said he wasn't too heavily in was healthcare stocks because he never felt the urge to get into them. His favorite sector is tech, and he speaks highly of Microsoft and Bill Gates. Note, I'm long Microsoft. Mr. Avedisian was never an index fund guy, and instead he liked to invest in great companies that he could buy and hold for decades. He said that owning a few great businesses that can grow for generations will make you great wealth and that the magic of compounding will do the rest. Now in my opinion, the safest bet is to invest in broad market ETFs, even though I personally go with single stocks. And if you do decide to go with individual stocks, then most experts will recommend that you hold between 10 to 30 of them in a mature portfolio, and Mr. Avedisian slanted towards the lower end of that range. He said he never tried to time the market and he just let his investments ride because he noticed that the market always came back. That being said, he would sell his companies that were faltering, and he paid attention to a business's competitive advantage and whether it was waxing or waning, and bottom line he loved Lynch's quote that you water your flowers and cut your weeds, aka you should keep investing more into your good companies and don't be afraid to get rid of your bad ones. He believed so much in his companies that he held on to them in all market conditions, whether it was the dot-com bust or whatever, and he said he was very glad that he never sold out. So I hope you enjoyed all that, and now I'd like to shout out my newest Patreon aristocrats who have recently signed up to support me. So thank yous go out to Archer J, Matt, K. Denton, and Zimbabwe. I'd also like to call out BDog63, who signed up for an entire year, so he gets a 10% discount. And I'd like to call out Sticks 52 who also signed up for an entire year. Aristocrats gain access to my dividend portfolio tracker spreadsheet, which I use in lots of my videos, and they get special access to various private channels on my Discord including one which lets you watch my videos before I release them publicly on YouTube, as well as to vote on which thumbnails I should use. And of course you get more direct access to me. Finally, I urge everyone to join my free Dividend Discord chat server, which has thousands of dividend investors on it from around the world. Regardless of what you do, please hit the thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. Thanks for watching, stay positive, and I'll talk to you again real soon. I am not a financial advisor, and these videos are for entertainment, inspiration, and educational purposes only. Investing of any kind involves risk. I am only sharing my opinion with no guarantee of gains or losses on investments.